I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today and very pleased to be joined in studio by Lois Collins from the Deseret News. And uh, Lois, you have uh, been a, a great leader in this community in raising the conversation around mental health. We've had discussions uh, and you've had articles and in-depth pieces uh, both locally and nationally uh, particularly relating to young people in terms of mental health. And uh, you wrote a really fascinating piece over the weekend uh, that highlighted that as some of the stigma around talking about mental health has begun to evaporate a little bit, uh, our, it's really overwhelming our college campuses and their ability to have the staff have the support people really need. So let me frame it just a little bit. Um, there have been national surveys that show that one in four kids – and this is college-age kids, struggle mightily with anxiety, which Mm -hmm. has surpassed depression. Uh, One in five struggle with depression. Some of them struggle with both. It's, you know, they kind of travel together. Yeah. And campuses were never meant to be mental health facilities. So it's a real challenge because each campus has mental health services, and it's just hard to keep up with the need, and especially now that people are talking about it, which is the most wonderful thing. I mean, it I is, think yeah. colleges would agree that this is absolutely great that we have taken um, mental illness. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's a medical condition. It can be treated. There's so many things you can do. So it has come out into the open, but campuses are really struggling with the needs. Yeah. You know, we, so as, are communities, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's interesting, too, and many of the university presidents that we speak with when we talk about what are the, the barriers. Because everyone's always talking about, well, we've got to get people through. We've got to get them through the process. We've got to get them graduated. And so you start breaking down what are the barriers, what are the obstacles. And more than financial resources, more than grades and focus, uh, that traveling duo, as you said, anxiety and depression data, are data the big says barrier. It. Yeah, there's no question. Data makes it clear that these are the things. That, and these are also things that keep young people from going to college, mm. from pursuing careers, At all. from having healthy relationships, from doing so many things. And I, I write a lot about mental health, but I also write a lot about mental health with young people because I recently raised young people. And as old as I am, I have kids, one in college and one who just graduated from college. And I've seen it among their wide circle of friends. I've seen it in the broader community. And it can be a game stopper yeah. if it's not dealt with. So it's really problematic. And there are things that can be done. I went last year back to the University of Michigan. I talked to people at a lot of colleges, but I went back to the University of Michigan because they didn't have enough medical resources to deal with everything. They had a lot, but they didn't have enough to meet the need. But what they did have is students who were informed, who were willing to be trained, not as mental health providers, but as support people and as people who Mm. knew the resources. They call it the Wolverine Network. Yeah. And they have activities 
part of the anxiety, especially at college age, and part of the depression is the whole transition to adulthood, right. to standing on your own, to having to make decisions, to having to pay bills, trying to figure out what you're going to be. Your brain's not fully developed, but you're trying to make life decisions that are going to stay with you maybe forever. And there's a lot of anxiety around that. And there's also a lot of loneliness. Yeah. So one thing that the Wolverine Network tapped into really well was the idea that we can be friends, we can be support people. And they deliberately tried to find people. It's all based on schedule. So it's not people who are like you. It's not some sort of echo chamber of folks that agree with you on everything. It's people who are just your friends in a broad, broad basis. And it's really pretty marvelous. Yeah, and their numbers have been great. Oh, that's great. Yeah, University of Michigan has done some uh, outstanding work there. And I think so much of of this and so much of the work that you've done, the Deseret News and KSL have all been trying to do around anxiety, depression, teen suicide, and so on, uh, are, are all about starting these important conversations, getting comfortable having the uncomfortable conversation is really the the beginning what are some of the other universities or other groups out there that are having some success creating space for that uncomfortable conversation to happen so i spend a lot of time actually at the university of utah which was interesting because one of the professors very kindly opened one of his classes to me and said come in sit down it's not necessarily for a story Um, i handed out blank cards so if people didn't want to talk publicly and share their story with their their fellow classmates they didn't have to but people warmed up and they started talking and it was kind of interesting how universal some of the struggle is and they talked about what they're afraid of and what made them anxious and what makes them depressed and it was real eye-opening to just sit for 90 minutes and say okay help me figure out the landscape. So the University of Utah is doing some interesting things. Um, just got an infusion of money to deal more with mental health from the Huntsman mm-hmm. family. Um, they have put some added emphasis on that. The University, Arizona State, is doing quite a bit with this. Yeah. Um, there are a bunch of colleges. And in fact, I had to decide which college to go to when I went to Michigan. There's a bunch that's being done. Some of it's student-led. A lot of it is student. The push comes from the students, from the student body that says, we need help. Please help us. And so there's a great deal of effort on that. Miami's doing um, interesting stuff around mental health. But one of the main things that I think people need to be aware of is that mental health issues can look different in boys and girls. Mm -hmm. And so parents need to pay attention. Yeah. Um, There have to be resources in place when you send your student to college. One of the best tips that I got in all of this, and I heard it over and over from experts, is when your kid first goes to to college, which is the very hardest time, when you're first away from home, if you're away from home, or even if you're living home but you're up on this big campus, plan that first great thing. So Mm. for, for a kid who goes out of state, it's that first trip home. We've already got the tickets. You know, you're coming home in late October or Thanksgiving or whatever. Yeah. Um, you'll see all your friends. This is going to be great. And they've got that to look forward to. And if your kids still live at home, then you plan something mid semester that you're going to do. That's really fun. That lights them up that they can look forward to. Yeah. Fantastic. Great, great insight. You can uh, follow, uh, Lois and all of her work uh, in this area on Deseret.com. Uh, Lois, always appreciate your insight on this critical topic. Again, important, crucial conversations, sometimes uncomfortable conversations, uh, but so vital to our kids and to our community. Thanks for joining us today.
My pleasure. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we'll have Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute breaking down the governor's race uh, as we roll into 2020 right here on KSL News Radio.